everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast about a video game you may or may not have already played. I'm a half-awake juice box. And I'm a third-awake Jackson. <laughs> and it's dangerous to go alone, so come wake up with us. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> it's dangerous. Good morning. <laughs> this this episode is being recorded at uh, 7 a.m. Juice's time and 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. my time. Mm -hmm. uh, it is best enjoyed with a cup of coffee and perhaps a nice <laughs> little brekkie. So if you're like listening in the car, maybe hit pause and wait till tomorrow morning. Pull up with a nice tall glass of orange juice, maybe a mimosa, oh. and then jam out with us as we barely function and try to talk about video games but how are mm. you juice i'm good um mr box is on a two-week um road trip vacation to the east coast and i am just chilling at home alone i've got basically two weeks off i only have one show on saturday and then uh, i've got another week and a half of nothing so i'm kind of just like hanging out streaming Nice. playing video games yeah Hell catching yeah. up on life you know yeah no i get it man mm -hmm. life is ebbs and flows of like absolute chaos and then times of like small downtime and just i love it laid backness mm -hmm. how are you man i'm okay if we could get just some some like some consistency in life mm -hmm. just like let it maintain that <laughs> one like yeah. instead of being at a 10 one day and a three one day just give me a solid five across the board you know? oh i love a five not bad right <laughs> um, i love a five yeah no i'm doing well i'm on vacation as well also mm -hmm. coincidentally on the east coast so mr box and i um will hopefully potentially cross paths in the next couple of weeks but um no i'm doing good i've got two weeks off of work um, we're doing this at 8, 8 a.m. because um, my travels complicated things a little bit and um, our schedules didn't align well. And I was like, okay, well, we'll do it on vacation, but I'm not interrupting my day, just my sleep. <laughs> and just uh, my sleep. You're so here we are at 8 a.m. Listen, as long as you and I get to spend time together on your vacation, that's all I care about. I knew it. I knew you just wanted <laughs> to be a part of it. But no, it's been good so far. I flew out um, yesterday morning and uh, I've, I've talked a little bit about this. I've been, I've been messing with, it makes it sound so much more, I don't know, exciting than mm. it is, but I've been dabbling uh, with the edibles, the uh, mm. edible THC stuff here. So I was like, I don't typically like flying juice. I know you're the same. We kind of discussed it a little bit. It's definitely gotten better for me as I think it mm -hmm. has for you as well. But mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm on vacation. You get on a plane. You don't have any fucking responsibilities after that. So mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to take a little edible. I'm going to take a little, 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 little itty bitty edible and see how it goes. So I got on the plane and uh, it was, it was fine. It was great. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, um, I started a new game on my switch and I, got into the character creator and ended up making the most ridiculous character ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, they look like the Joker. Mm -hmm. And I named what game? them the Joker. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Wings of mm -hmm. Ruin. So mm -hmm. if you'll remember, 
Monster Hunter Juice. Worst game in the world. Worst game in the world, yeah. So Juice and I, as a, a story is a tale as old as time, Juice and I were looking for a game to collaborate with uh, on stream. And I was like, hey, what if we played Monster Hunter? So we ended up playing yeah. Monster Hunter World uh, for one stream. I had played it actually quite a bit when it first came out. It was quite a bit older at this point. But we both got it on Steam and were excited to get into a stream together. I was like, here's my logic. Because if anyone's played the game, you're going to be like, no, that's not a game for Juice. And my logic is thus. Uh, I didn't think about it very hard. <laughs> and I got to, we got into the game and we did a character. That was that was part of it. I was like, we, Juice can create his own character. There's a little cat friend. Like there's all of these cutesy things. And then we'll run around and mercilessly murder giant monsters together. Mm-mm. So like the first Mm-mm. half of the plan was solid. I think the second half, it really started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. But we got into this game and... Uh, realized that we had to do about a 45 minute tutorial before we could connect online. And hour then and even once we, was it an hour, was it 90? It was solid 90 mm. minutes? Solid, solid 90. I remember. Cause I was furious. <laughs> so we were basically just side by side playing this tutorial for most of the stream. Cause I don't think we even got a, a three hour stream out of it. I think we were. Oh, frustrated I stopped belief. so fast. My thing is, is like, I like, I love Virgo. I love an organized, planned out, you know, thing. So, like, when things go off the rails, I can vibe with the chaos a bit. But, like, when we were just, like, playing side by side with no cohesiveness, (laughs) I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, it was... It was, I'll be honest, it was, a, it was a frustrating stream. And that was 100% my fault. Um, mm-hmm. I, I come to you hat in hand today, Juice, to apologize. Thank you. 8.16 a.m. Please forgive Seven me. for me. Seven for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so where were we going with that? Oh, we were just, oh, that was what I was playing on the plane. So Monster Hunter. Mm. Monster Hunter Stories 2. As I played it, I was like, Juice might not hate this one as much. So it's mm. on Switch. And it's almost Pokemon-esque. Mm-hmm. So in this storyline, you're still fighting monsters, but you're not like actively hunting them, if that makes sense. You kind of befriend them. So mm-hmm. it becomes a little more Pokemon-y. And Monster Hunter. Stories 2. Wings of Ruin. Wings of Ruin, yeah. So it's a turn-based game. Uh, mm. Turn-based combat, but like Pokemon style. But with a little bit more depth for me anyways, I I keep, as much as I love the nostalgia of Pokemon and keep trying to get into it with each new iteration and still get really fucking bored by the the combat, this one Mm -hmm. changes, has a number of systems that kind of change it up a little bit. So it's not the same. Oh, it's cute. Yeah. So you, uh, a, a major part of the game is that you're finding eggs to hatch. Mm-hmm. And then you have little versions of these monsters yourself. I don't think they stay little, but when they hatch, they're little babies. And then Cute. immediately you put them into combat and they're full size. But um, oh. so far, I've only got like five different ones. But like the monster mm-hmm. design is the monsters from Monster Hunter in, in the main series. And um, you just, yeah, you put them on your team. And, and there's a lot of different kind of like training approaches. And um, the character creator was fun enough for me to make the joker and then um again re- moderately high on a airplane giggle anytime he was in a cutscene because he looks 
fucking insane. And it was my favorite. Do you remember Monster Rancher? I do. I do. With the discs, right? Oh, so good. I think I had it on my PS1. I actually think I borrowed it from a, a, a friend. I meant the anime. Did you watch the anime? Oh, I don't think I watched the anime. Oh, uh, it was one of my faves. Loved we, it. We, on my last live stream for vacation, last this last Tuesday, uh, we had a, a pretty lengthy conversation about anime and, and what was new and coming out and what people were watching. And we checked out a couple trailers. I want to mm-hmm. get more into it. You've been watching Demon Slayer. Have you I just finished re- it? I just completely rewatched Demon Slayer again. Oh, you'd already uh, watched it once before. Oh yeah, no, it's my favorite anime. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thinking about getting a tat, like a, a Demon Slayer tattoo soon. Like, I, it's my favorite. I you're love it so all much. in. It's so good. Like, you so that's gotta watch one, it above above all else. Above all else, yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's so good. Like, it's mm. so good. The last arc was kind of, eh, but like Entertainment District, ooh, amazing. First season, uh, pussy. Like, loved it. How many episodes are there? A lot. Yeah, I find with anime, if they got a good thing going, they don't fucking stop. There's like I mean, 700 episodes of... No, 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 no. There's not that much. No, none of that one. But what... Oh, fuck, I was looking up another one of these like prolific episodes. Pro- prolific one Piece, anime. Naruto. One Piece like... is like 1,200 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. One Piece, like all those like older ones. But, like, yeah. but Demon Slayer's new. Like they're still developing that one. If they're still running it. Yeah, it's still running. It's, it's a new show. Yeah, yeah, Like, the, the new arc is coming out, like, I think next year. But, like, just to give you an idea, the first season has 26 episodes. Oh, okay. But then you start to go into the arcs. So, like, the Mugen Train arc and the Entertainment District arc. And those are only 10. Oh, interesting. So they kind yeah. of compartmentalize the storyline. They're like, you're go- is it a new area each time? Is that why? Kind of. It's okay. like they, um, it's like there's like the demon slayers, like he's like training to be yeah. a demon slayer. And then like, there's like the actual like Hashira demon slayers and he ends up just like going along with them. So like you get like a new one or two in each arc where you're fighting like a big, big boss demon guy. It's almost like Dragon Ball Z. That's kind of like the best way I can describe it. If you watch yeah. Dragon Ball Z, it's like that, but with like, like knives and sharp, sharp katanas. And they're trying to cut off demon heads. I dig that. I feel like Dragon Ball Z in the nineties found such a level of success in North America that I real I really don't feel like granted I was a kid, but I really don't feel like I saw with any other anime aside from like Pokemon and maybe Digimon mm-hmm. that if any anime follows the same, style pattern arc of those three they find success here or they're more kind of to like demon slayer will have like one almost like a full half of an episode dedicated to just like a slow-mo like like they're about to hit but then it's just like backstory cut away and it's just so slow and you think they're eventually going to hit them and then it's just like but here's my past yeah and you're like that's what (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not with the flashbacks, but mo- one of my most standout memories from being a kid and watching Dragon Ball Z every night, um, or most nights, <clears throat> was that giant charge up for, I forget what the, the attack was, but it was literally five episodes that the guy was just in the sky charging up <laughs> and like would cut away to, to B plot and come back to him and he's just charging up. 
And they did that for like three to five episodes solid. <laughs> I know. So, it's like one yeah. fight for all for Dragon Ball Z was like yeah. 30 episodes. One Endless. Fight. Endless. Endless. But I checked yeah. out, uh, I took some recommendations, but like I've been watching Zom 101 on mm-hmm. Netflix, mm-hmm. which is coming out weekly. And it's, I love zombies. I like zombies. And there's a couple of like enjoyable zombie animes as well. Mm-hmm. But the last one I really tried to get into was it was called High School of the Dead. And it was really mm-hmm. cool. But it was also like, it was also grotesque in like a, like a sexual way. And like they're uh-huh. high school students. Uh-huh. So it, it hit like a really weird nerve for me. And so I've never finished it. But it was mm. just like unnecessary, like gratuitous, like um, the 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 female character falls and and sits against a wall, and then they have a shot that like zooms in on her boobs as they bounce as she as she sits down, and I was like, um, um. this is a high school. And then there's like a shot of like an upskirt, and I'm like, these are high school students. Like I know it's zombies and like it's R rated. Good job, but. Uh. Did you ever watch the furry high school anime Beastars? No, I haven't. It's on my list, though, on my Netflix list. That one is... Whoa. Is it whoa? Okay. because It's very I... sexualized, but they're also animals, but they're also high school students, but they're also, like, trying not to eat each other, but then, like, eating each other is, like, made to look like it's, like, hot, so you're like... Uh... Oh, no. Well, I don't know. That's on... My... I'll put that back on my maybe list, then. <laughs> it's, uh... I watched the first season, and I was, like, fascinated, but I yeah. couldn't get into the other ones. So, Zom 101 is... I've only watched the first two episodes, but... It's basically the zombie apocalypse happens and this guy who's like stuck in in office life hell mm-hmm. um, decides that this is his opportunity to reset and he makes a bucket list of a hundred things he wants to do before he becomes a zombie. And it's mm-hmm. basically this guy just trying to live his best life while the zombie apocalypse happens around him. Um, That's kind of fun. First two episodes, I'm into it. And then I got really confused because the same week that like episode three or four came out, they put out a live action movie for the same series. And I was like, this has been a series for two fucking weeks. How did this happen? I was very confused. It's obviously. But are you watching it on, are you watching it on Crunchyroll? Or are you watching it on Netflix? Cause it may have already like come out fully in Japan. Yeah. My thought was that it was likely a, a manga because it seems weird to me that if the whole series already existed, that they would still do the weekly episodic releases. Like, I figured if if the whole series was out, Netflix would just be like, okay, we'll bring the whole series. You never um, know. But who knows? These things are strange. I you also looked know. at, um, there's a upcoming one called Kaiju Number 8. I love kaijus, man. Like, big monsters. They don't get enough life in our lives anymore. Um, I just read a Marvel Monsters comic that had a bunch of kaijus in it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one looks kind of cool. And then there's one called... Oh shit. For those of you that don't know, kaijus are like Godzilla, like that kind of big monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anything that Godzilla will fight. Um, So that one looks cool. And then there was another one whose name I keep forgetting, but basically it's Dungeons. Fuck, I don't remember. Basically, it's you follow them as they adventure into dungeons and then they kill the monsters and then they cook them and they eat them. 
<laughs> okay. Before we get into the game, I have to ask one more question about anime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, dub or sub? Great question. Age-old question. Hot ticket. Polarizing. Everyone gets gets heated about this. I go dub. What about you? Mm. Oh, no, I so time be... out. Time out. I fucked it up. I go sub. Okay. I was going to say I used to be dub, but now I'm sub. Yeah, I go sub. To me, I want to experience the art the way that the initial creator envisioned it, I guess, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. mentality that I use. I don't care what other people do. <laughs> like as much as I've seen people get really heated about this, I don't care. Uh, I'm I'm not here to defend it, but no, I think if you're like doing something and you want it like as background noise dub, so you can still hear what's yeah. going on. Yeah. But if you want to actually like enjoy it and like really see like how it was meant to be made. Yeah. Sub. Well, I was going to say, cause you said that you were watching demon slayer, like while you were cooking, I imagine you switched to dub at that point. No, I don't watch Demon Slayer if I don't like I wa- like if I'm watching it while I'm cooking, it's while I'm like stirring a stew. Oh, you're because like, I can you need to give it your attention. I give it so I can give it my attention. Or if I'm like if I don't really need it to give it my attention, it's like a season that I've watched like 400 times. Sure. And I like I I know what's happening. Wow. I like that that you mm-hmm. are so familiar with the series that in a different language you're like I know what's, I know what's going on. I know what's I don't going know on. what they're saying, but I know I know he's trying to cut off her head. Yeah. Done. I <laughs> made the point that with subs for me anyways, I really struggle with like with my anxiety and my overactive brain. I'm always <clears throat> doing 400 things at once and overstimulating myself on purpose, but then mm-hmm. it's also detrimental. So I find with subs, I can't be on my phone. Mm-hmm. I can't be doing anything else. I have to read and watch and, and be fully present in that moment. So um, that's part of the, the enjoyment for myself as well as it actually settles down my brain. Same. But speaking of settling down your brain, we're going to get to this week's video game. What are we reviewing this week, Jackson? 20 minutes, by the way. 20 minutes. Was that too many minutes, you think? That was a lot of minutes. Well, I figured like, no, I don't know. I think it's just that <laughs> all I've had this morning is coffee. No, uh, nothing else. So I'm just... I haven't even had my water yet. I just woke up and came down. I've got to have some water and a protein shake. Well, I appreciate you spending your morning with me. No worries, baby. Um, This week, we are going to be discussing Viewfinder, which is a fun Mm. little indie-ish game that I played over the last two weeks. It was a short one, so maybe it's good that we bantered for 20. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because, like, I'll I'll have quite a bit to say because it's got some really unique elements to it. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think I finished out this game in four and a half hours, maybe five. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, it was good, though. It was a $30 price tag. Canadian. Okay. Yeah, it was Love beautiful. That. I know we always talk about like the price and then the hours of enjoyment. Solid, solid ratio, I would say. Yeah, um, me me spending $100 to see if I'm going to like Baldur's Gate today. Yeah. Oh my God. Do you want to talk about that? Because I'm so excited. Well, let's let's talk about Viewfinder first and then maybe we'll end with a little bit of Baldur's Gate. <laughs> you're like, no, I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about how much you're going to hate Baldur's Gate. I just, I'm so fascinated. I'm so next week's episode, Juice will review his one session with Baldur's Gate. <laughs> He's going to come in and be like, I fucking hate it. I never want to play it again. And it's going to be the shortest episode in podcast history. All right. Viewfinder. Uh, this is the entire introduction. Viewfinder is a puzzle video game developed by Sad Owl Studios and published by Thunderful Publishing. 
The game was released for PlayStation 5 and Windows on July 18th, 2023. Thank you, Wikipedia, for the most mm-hmm. lackluster uh, introduction ever. Uh, the game is based on mapping the images contained in photographs or other mm-hmm. two-dimensional works onto the three-dimensional space of the game's world, creating new geometries and layouts. That is the follow-up, and I think does a better job. But this game ultimately is hard to explain in general. Um, I'm going to try and paint a picture for you, Juice. Have you seen anything about this game? I'm looking at their Twitter right now because their website's a little vague. And it's basically saying the... um... The Twitter says a Scottish game development studio making a game about a camera. And then I see some video about them with a Polaroid and it takes a picture. And then like this one, it's like it takes a picture and then a bunch of blocks fall out of the picture and you can like rewind it and stuff. So I think it's like, I'm not sure. No, it's, it's kind of a difficult game to visualize a little bit. So Mm -hmm. for you, Juice, and you lovely listeners, basically this game is a puzzle game at its core. And each kind of new area explores a different puzzle, but they're all very similar in theme. And it's a lot of perspective changing, right? So um, let's say you walk up to a path and there's a break in it and it's too big of a gap to jump. But you have a Polaroid camera or in the earlier levels, there's just, you know, Polaroid pictures that you find on tables. Mm -hmm. You can hold up that Polaroid in your hands and then press a button and it basically takes that two-dimensional picture and creates a three-dimensional object exactly where you have it placed. Okay. So you can run around to the side, for example, and place an object in that gap return to the path and jump on the new object. So if you took a, if I I took a picture of you juice Mm -hmm. and then held it up and put it and activated it, you're now on the horizon. You're stood in, in the geometry of the world. And I can use that for puzzles to kind of navigate from point A to point B. So the game is like a set of A to B puzzles, trying to navigate terrain and Mm -hmm. get from where you start to a teleporter at the end and basically move on to the next puzzle. Okay. It's very cool. It's very mind-bending. It required a fucking lot of brain power from me. I'll say that the first stream, because it took me two streams to get this done, the first stream was one of the shortest streams I've ever done because I felt like my... Are you okay? What happened? I hit my head on my mic. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um... The first stream I did was one of the shortest streams because my brain was melted. Genuinely. Mm -hmm. I was just Mm -hmm. like this fucks with, it doesn't just require a lot from a problem solving, but you have to like adapt your perspective and really think outside the box to solve some of these puzzles. And it hurts my brain repeatedly, but it was very unique. It was very fun. People have made the comparison to a game called super liminal Um, which does some similar stuff like changing up perspectives in order to to solve puzzles and navigate the world. Mm -hmm. Um, This one was very enjoyable. They changed it up frequently enough that over like the five, six uh, different worlds, it never got too repetitive. It never got boring. Uh, It was very, very cool um, as like a, 
an indie title at an indie price tag, they they kind of crushed it. Okay. So I'd be be very curious to see you play this game, honestly. We can get more into the game specifically, but like you and everyone else, like if anyone out there played this game in their own time, um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what people think. I get the impression that this game has a number of solutions for each puzzle. I think it rewards thinking outside the box. Obviously, I know which way worked for me, but I'd be mm-hmm. curious to hear other people's perspective of it. So in that sense, like, yes, Juice, I'd love to see you specifically play it because your frustration is more entertaining than most people's. <laughs> which is why Monster Hunter World worked even when it didn't. <laughs> the worst. Um, but again, I, I just, I think that this would be an excellent like water cooler game. Like everyone mm. played this and then like met up to just kind of chat about the the nuances of it. I think it could create some really, but really I mean, is there like a story? Is there a point A to point B? So there is a story. Um, there's also a cat. I saw the cat. Yes, and you can pet the, the cat. cat. The cat's like a, I don't know, an abstract cat. So basically you are in VR to an extent. So very yeah. early in the game, they reveal that you're in a kind of studio space and you're in this massive VR dome. It's not like a, a headset. They basically bring down a paneled dome around you to immerse you in this world. Um, and it's kind of shrouded in mystery a little bit initially and then revealed over time by conversations with the cat named Kate which someone in my community, shout out to Muffin, after we finished the game the next morning was like, hey, I'm awake at 6 a.m. and I can't sleep. And I'm realizing they probably named the cat Kate because it's an AI cat. So they put AI in the middle of cat and now it's Kate. (laughs) I was like, bro. I actually didn't didn't draw that conclusion. I didn't think that that at all. Um, So it's named Kate. It's uh, a, a male presenting voice as well. So I was like, Kate doesn't seem to work, but that makes it make more sense. So it's revealed over time through conversations with Kate and then also classic audio logs that you play throughout each level that this whole thing is created to basically try to explore uh, possibilities for establishing like an alternate earth or an Mm. alternate way to find resources because... We continue to fuck up Earth and it's becoming inhabitable and they're trying to problem solve and basically find a new way. So through these Some audio logs. Woke. Yeah. Woke vaccine kind of games. Yeah. <laughs> your southern accent with your Invisalign is the perfect combination. <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't taken my Invisalign out for this because I just woke up. So I'm just still a little lithby. Mm-mm. I love it. It gives you character. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's not really fully revealed until like the last third is kind of the ramp up to the reveal of that. And I don't wow. think that it's... spoiler. I was going to say, I don't think it's really spoilery. The okay. story is not the focus of this game. The puzzles okay. themselves take the center. You can skip the story. You have to, you have to elect to play these audio logs or you don't get the story at all you're just like oh you can i totally would not i don't like an audio log i usually skip them yeah so you could we basically 
we didn't skip them, but I definitely didn't focus on them. Like yeah. an audio log is so passive to me that I find I, I, I'm not engaged with it. But we've also talked about how sometimes cutscenes are when I pick up my phone. So I don't know how I want story to be revealed to me. I want it in like really <laughs> short bursts. But I don't fast, know, I don't know right in your in your face, really quick. Yeah, just like incrementally, just be like. Do you know what story would do well with you? Uh, interactive cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that, like to to a degree, games like The Quarry are just seven hour interactive cutscenes. So maybe maybe that's why. But I like, like when I so say much. interactive cutscenes, it's just like if you don't press X. Yeah. You're about to get fucking knocked in the face. Quick time events, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point, because I have to pay attention so I don't fuck up the quick time event. They're mm-hmm. forcing me to, to engage with the story. Yeah, they're like, watch, idiot. Pay attention, the stakes are high! <laughs> um, I love that. Well, yeah, so good. puzzles, very, very cool. So they start with, like, you, you, you pick up a picture, and it can be, at some points, almost any picture in the game. So they have a picture of, like, Tetris. <laughs> and you can put it, pick it up and put it in the world, and the, the blocks become three-dimensional. And the mm-hmm. 2D photo has two blocks, or a block, on its way down. And when mm-hmm. you make it three-dimensional, gravity takes over, and that block falls onto the other blocks, and they kind of tumble around. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can do things like, you know, replace walls, create doors, make stairs or bridges, like... And you can get pretty creative with it. So that escalates. And then eventually you're doing things like um, taking photos on a timer. And if you put yourself in the photo, you can put down that photo and basically teleport to where you are in that photo. Um, So it gets very trippy, very mind bending. It requires a lot. um, And they reiterate it, reiterate on these, this style of puzzle over and over and over again. And it kind of culminates in the last level becomes nine puzzles in five minutes. And it's basically mm. a speed run. And it's basically like, cool, show me all your skills now. Go. And it took us, I think, three attempts. Um, and, and it was challenging because you basically have to think on your feet and solve puzzles immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is meant to require a little bit of repetition. But this game's saving grace because these puzzles can be can become frustrating and be, uh-huh. become challenging. We looked up a, a walkthrough, I think once, maybe twice. And we had group think, like we had the whole chat be like, Hey, try this. And it didn't always work, but the saving mm-hmm. grace of this game is that they have a rewind button that you can use completely unlimitedly. You mm. can double tap and go back to the last action or and you so don't think that's cheating. Nope. It's beautiful. Hmm. Mm. I think I would have rage quit and put my fist through my monitor at mm. some point if I couldn't just rewind every time. Unlike Brett and Fred, where flying was cheating. Flying was cheating. The whole point of the game was to do the puzzles. By flying, you weren't doing the puzzles. But rewinding the puzzle. Yeah, because then you rewind to the beginning to do the puzzle. <laughs> You're thinking fast forward <laughs> if I had a fast forward button that skipped every puzzle. I just want to skip the puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did think on music again um, mm-hmm. for you and was like, the music's good. Like the sound design in general was very solid because it sets a relatively 
serene environment and like Ooh, love that. it's it's not you're living with like real world elements but you're not in the real world right it's like they you're you're walking on stone sure or you're walking on concrete okay but you're not on earth and like you're on floating platforms and the background is very beautiful would so you the say music, it's more cozy game kind of music musically yes if you tried to play this game and from a cozy perspective, I think people would rage quit. I don't think it gives you the cozy vibes. Um, it can. It just depends. Like, I put a high pressure on myself to, like, progress. And there are moments where you just won't. Like, you have to do the problem solving and, and, and go through it and figure it out. So I think from a musical perspective, it does a great job of setting, like, a relatively calm environment. And, like, you can hear, like, birds chirping and insects. And you're like... Those aren't even here, but like it, it does a good job of setting setting the environment. Uh, I love that. And then mm-hmm. in the speed run, in the last five minutes, the music changes and it ramps the fuck up and it really adds some pressure. Like that kind of thing? Yeah. I would love to play a video game where the entire soundtrack is you making mouth sounds. There's actually a game that I constantly see on TikTok and it's... um. It's a it's like a fighting based kind of game adventure game, but it's all music. Oh, interesting! Oh, Gravity Rush? No, it's still in development. It's a uh, okay. one person on TikTok who's developing it, and it's like you use like a treble and like a lot of like your if you hit the right thing, it makes like a song, and like you're fighting other things, and when you fight, it's like ding 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 ding. That's ding, cool. Ding, ding. It's really cool. It's pretty too. So. There is yeah, I keep cool, seeing a lot of that. Like, is it like rhythm based? Like, are you trying to maintain like some sort of tempo or song, or is it just like so. as you play, music happens? I think as you play, music happens. Okay. Um, but like, if you hit the like enemy, it like creates like notes. Cool. It's pretty. I like. There's some. There's some cool tempo based like rhythm games mm-hmm. that are musically driven, and there's one set in the Zelda universe mm. um, and it's called cadence of high rule mm. from a studio called brace yourself games set in, mm-hmm. in Vancouver. And I applied at some point to their, their company. I'm glad I didn't go there because they cut half more than half their marketing department a few months mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. So I would have oh, last manager, but cadence <laughs> of high rule is very cool. And basically like each room you walk into or each like new space you walk into you're maintaining mm-hmm. the rhythm, so you have to move and attack on beat, and it's like all I... of, like specific renditions of music from the Legend of Zelda games. It was it was very cool. Cool. I hate that. I you would hate it. Lose, eh? I would lose so fast. Just you. I would love to watch somebody play it. I don't music know. Music is an integral part of what you do professionally. <laughs> you can maintain a tempo. I get nervous. Um, no, you're right. I'd probably be fine. Ugh. Oh, my lower back really hurts. Um, okay. Well, I think, I, I mean, is there really anything else? It feels like a kind of like short to the point sort of game. It was. And it, and again, I think maybe five hours. I, like you can go back and do more. There's some optional puzzles that I noped out of because I got too frustrated. Um, this game is, is very cool for a indie price tag. Um, you know, the five hours seems fitting. And I liked that it was five hours. I liked that it was a compact, like 
play it for a couple of days, have a really fun experience to be able to chat with people about mm-hmm. and then kind of walk away from it. I think that this is a really, really enjoyable game that more people should play so, so I can talk to them about it. <laughs> so what would you rate it as? Oh, interesting. I would rate this um, as 830 no-name brand Polaroid cameras um, out of 912 slightly more expensive Polaroid branded cameras. I love that. I get yeah. that. I vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now that we've, we've gotten, we've talked about viewfinder. Yeah. Um, you've reviewed it for me. Yeah. We've, 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 view, we've, you founded. Nice. I want you to tell me why I'm going to hate Baldur's Gate. I just <laughs> need to know. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, I need to know, because I'm looking at gameplay, like images and stuff and like it looks okay like it looks like i'd be fine but i'm excited i am excited to hear your experience with it maybe i'm wrong and maybe you'll fucking love it but the fact that that lapping online and i both at the same time were like i don't think this is a game for juice i'm gonna (laughs) talk to you two days later and you're like well i'm getting into it today and i was like oh but is it like turn-based is it like when i said that monster hunter uh, stories too was turn-based and you went mm, this is turn-based everything basically like for you to navigate and move around you have to like move within your character's specific move parameters and like click to click or you know select a tile for them to hustle to and run to so this game is as close to D as possible in video mm-hmm. game form but to me, the trade-off is it's full role-playing. So it's, you know, create a character, make choices. Unlimited creativity is rewarded. I've seen picture, videos online of something called the owl bear from the top ropes. And you watch Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. you remember the owl bear. Mm-hmm. Um, basically people have been creative enough to stack boxes really, really high, teleport an owl bear to the top of it, enlarge the owl bear, and then do an attack where they jump. They take no fall damage, but the further they fall, they deal more damage and they're dealing just like an absurd amount of damage and breaking the game. So level of creativity is rewarded, um, and encouraged and, you can kind of, it's one of these go anywhere, do anything in a fantasy setting. But I think the slow and methodical nature of movement and combat are going to be your biggest turnoff. <clears throat> like you can romance people and you can. You, you can know, get your dick sucked. Well, I haven't seen that specifically, but yes, I, I imagine that that's true. That's a thing. I think you can that's. also choose dick size. Wow. Well, yeah, the character creator in, involves nudity, so be cautious when you're streaming this. <laughs> um, yeah, you can choose dick size, yeah. and you can also have a trans character. Did you see that guy that he accidentally made his character trans? No. Was he, he from the South, and he raged about it? No, he was happy about it, but he was he didn't understand what he was doing. But he, I think what he had done is he made, like, a dragon character and, like, made them like they had like a, a dick and everything and they had like a really manly like, triumphant voice but they accidentally gave them the female body so all of their like standing was very like 
pose, <laughs> like like girly poses and like soft movements and stuff. And then uh, I think the person that they were playing with is trans, and they were like, "Oh my, oh my god, you made a trans character!" And they were like, "Did I?" They were like, "Yeah, <laughs> your character's trans." <laughs> I like that. Uh, um, it was yeah. Funny. So again, limitless possibilities. It seems like I've seen people that are like. I need to get from point A to point B, but there's big monsters in front of me. What if I take this child and throw it at the monsters? And while they're distracted, I walk by and they do that. I'll do that. So please play this game. I will. We're going to do a review in progress next week. It might be a final review as well. Yeah. But What if next week's episode is just Juice's first impressions on Baldur Gates 3? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do my first impression on Baldur's Gate. And I would love if um, after I play, maybe you and I try doing a campaign together. I would be down because we've talked about all of our our Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy adventure stuff. So I think it could be very fun. Can you do Baldur's Gate on PC though? Yes. You can? I believe so, yeah. Okay, because I'm buying it on my PlayStation. You're going to play on PlayStation? Yeah, so let's see if it's cross-platform. Or cross-platform, yeah. Oh, it doesn't. Not cross-play. Oh, shit. If only you had a PC. I do. It just <laughs> works better on my PS5. I know. I know. I, we'll leave it to you. Um, yeah, maybe we'll I'll, I'm still working to get a PS5. Um, it's just... So for those of you listening, if you want to get Jackson a PS5, today <laughs> is your day. But... This has been this week's episode. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening every single week. Um, we are up very early to do this, mm-hmm. and I am about to make a protein shake and go to the gym. Nice. And Jackson is going to go look at, like, I don't know, water and stuff. Yeah, so, Halifax has a lot of lakes. <laughs> or one lakes. really big one? I don't know. Mm, I don't, I'm not really sure. I think the Halifax is the one place I haven't been out, out east yet. So we will see. Tell me all about it. But, okay. Jackson, where can they find us on socials? Man, they should come and hang out with us at Instagram or there at It Danger Pod. We post some clippies on occasion. So if you're wondering just how exhausted we look this morning, and let me tell you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, I'm not looking my best, but uh, you can come hang out there and check out some of our clips. We will see you guys next week where I will be telling you how much I hate or love Baldur's Gate. I really am excited for this. (laughs) I'm excited for later today when I get a text. And you're like, God damn it. (laughs) I hate this. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.